Welcome to Boundless Pursuit, a weekly podcast providing motivation, entertainment, and education to anglers and outdoorsmen. I hope that the stories you'll find here will encourage you to chase your passion more fervently, to open your mind to new opportunities and perspectives. Your engagement and feedback is critical to the growth of this show, and I would love to hear your suggestions on topics or potential guests. You can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com or at my website, www.boundless-pursuit.com. That's where you'll find all related articles, media, and merchandise. Please remember, the show will gain traction from your support. Be sure to like, comment, and share this podcast to your friends and connections. I'm your host, David Graham. Now let's get on to today's episode. All right, it's the beginning of a new year, and I want to just take some time to give an update on this podcast, the website, and just all things Boundless Pursuit. And I want to take this time on this solo episode to give a sort of like state of the union or state of the Boundless Pursuit podcast here, a recap, an assessment of how things went, and an idea of where they're going this year. Because I think it's always good to take some time to look at your strengths, weaknesses, and any areas of opportunity for any project at some point. But looking back at how the podcast has developed, at the end of 2022, I announced in my year in review blog post over on the website my intention of moving into podcasting. And I had a very specific idea in mind on what I wanted all of this to look like. Because as exciting and adventurous as fishing can be, as we all know it to be, for whatever reason, fishing podcasts just often seem to fall flat. I know that's kind of an opinion-based thing, but I don't know, man. I get a little tired of seeing the same old faces talking about the same old fish, keeping the shine in one particular area. And I knew going into this whole thing that I was going to try to take an approach to the podcasting thing with an open mind and just enjoy the process of talking to cool anglers. No real growth strategy, no real goal to earn things or get something in return. Because if you followed this podcast, you probably noticed most of the guests, not all of them, most of them have been people with relatively low following or a small social media footprint. They haven't been recognized pros or, you know, dare I say the term fishing celebrities, whatever that might mean. And that's not because I wouldn't welcome someone of that social stature to come on to the show. It's more so because, in my opinion, the men and women out there who have to push harder to chase their passion with less resources, not necessarily seeking notoriety, or they have limited time because of obligations that they have to family, careers, or whatever common folk issues they may have, these are generally the folks more eager and aggressive in the pursuit of their passion because they don't always get a chance to be out there. And so they have to make the most of the little time that they do have. And honestly, if I was taking an approach of strictly self-serving growth strategies for the Boundless Pursuit podcast, I wouldn't even give people like that the time of day. I'd be trying to piggyback off the big timers and mooching off of their followers. Because I notice that every week that I post one of these podcasts, I seem to absorb a small little handful of 
whoever the guest is, their friends and their connections into my follower account. You know, I'll post these episodes and then that day and the following days, their followers jump onto my page. It's like you sort of absorb a little bit of their people. It's just a byproduct of, I don't know, I guess the format of the show. So I totally see why some podcasts or platforms only bring select, you know, I don't know, categories of people on or people of certain stature. But to me, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy like more relatable people that have like a relatable life obstacles who are still carving out the time in their ordinary lives to do something extraordinary. And I couldn't be more proud of how this thing has developed. And man, y'all just need to know. I mean, I'm married. I have two kids. I work a factory job all week long, 10 to 12 hours a day. There are a lot of responsibilities being juggled on top of my own individual need to go fishing for myself. And I knew when I started this podcast, I would commit to doing a weekly show. And I'd be lying if I said that that was easy. Finding it like unique anglers every week and then getting those anglers to agree and commit to scheduled calls, asking them to lend me an hour and a half of their hard-earned time, and then editing and consistent posting. I mean, at times it's been a little rough. And I'm doing all of the editing. I'm doing all of the scheduling. I'm paying for all hosting and editing software and materials single-handedly and doing it on my back porch with absolutely no training and no idea on how to do it. So it's all things just been, you know, a, a one-man show and it's been completely and totally grassroots. But I don't know. I gotta beat my chest here. I feel like the topics and the anglers that we've had on here have been so badass. And at the risk of sounding arrogant here, I don't know, man. I I look across the landscape of similar shows and I don't know. I I put the lineup of the guests that we've had on here up against anyone. I mean, from episode one through this most recent episode 47, there's been anglers from all corners of the country, from guiding for steelhead in Alaska, land-based shark fishing in California. Florida, Australia, Georgia, you know, fishing in South American countries like Colombia, Guyana, Suriname. I've had European guests from the Netherlands, Germany, Ireland. I mean, there's no one out there with less than 50 episodes covering such a wide gamut of fishing topics. I mean, alligator gar, arapaima, pariba catfish, white sturgeon, goliath grouper, Arctic char. We've talked about golden masir in India, you know, swordfish from inflatable boats and mako sharks, musky on the fly, paddlefish, you know, lesser known and desired species like bowfin. Ah, uh, what else? You know, we had tigerfish in Africa, smallmouth bass in the Northwoods. I mean, the list goes on. And who are these people? They're just phenomenal anglers, passionate, adventurous anglers and outdoorsmen. I mean, hell, we've interviewed military veterans, alligator attack survivors, chasing king cobras and other crazy topics like abatement falconry, using trained hawks to take down invasive iguanas, and then fly fishing for tailing reds on the weekend. Anyway, you get the point. And the point is, there are countless incredible anglers out here doing awesome things, people to draw inspiration from, people that are like willing to connect, willing to connect. That's the big thing. Because I'll tell you this, but I won't you know, say names, but I found that the people that you recognize the least on this show have really been the quickest ones to say yes when I invite them to come on. 
and the most enthusiastic to share. I attempted to reach out to a number of very recognized names in the in this industry to come onto the podcast. Like I'm talking television personalities, social media celebrities, etc. Many of them said yes, and then ultimately just like went ghost mode. Maybe it's because they looked at the follower account that I had and probably saw that they wouldn't gain anything from this. And then some of the others just flat out said no, or just frankly ignored. Would I have gotten a different response if I had 100,000 followers? Yeah, you know, can't say for sure, but I don't know. Some of this stuff is just is poison, folks. The day that your ambition to get recognized and to gain something from the experience becomes greater than the ambition of simply going outdoors and doing what you love, man, I, you know, I don't know. I, it's time to hang it up. It's, if you get to that point, it's, it's really time to reassess what you're doing and why. But anyway, so going forward with this show, with, with the podcast, I committed to completing this year and reassessing the whole endeavor at the end. And the end of the year is here. And I'll tell you, I still plan to do this podcast, but there will be some small changes. Namely, ah, maybe no more video. I'm not entirely sure on that one, but I just all I can tell you is the, the video editing has just been a nightmare. I do not like it. I don't enjoy it. It eats into my personal time, and I will not do something if I don't enjoy it. I don't care if it gives me 500 billion zillion followers. I do not do things unless I enjoy doing them. And when things like this start interfering with me being there for my kids when they get out of school or their after school functions and sports, I just, I, I don't know. I, at a personal level, I cannot tolerate that. So I'm kind of stuck in this conundrum because I really enjoy doing the podcast. But the video sucks. And honestly, no one's really watching them anyway. The RSS feed that uploads like as a strictly audio format to Spotify and Apple, that has really shown a lot of growth. And the audio file only takes me like five minutes in total to edit. So I'm very tempted to just stop the video and only do audio. That would be so much simpler. But again, I'm not entirely sold on that. We'll, we'll see. I just I want to go back to the drawing boards. I want to let this thing evolve and uh, you know grow. But the big update is this. This will be the last podcast episode for a short period. I'm going to take a little hiatus, take some time to reach out to some new guests and bring on even some old guests for like a, like return episodes. I just need to stockpile some stuff before the relaunch of, I guess you'd call it like a season two. And that's really going to depend on the demand, I think. You know, every so often... I sit around and I wonder how much longer I even want to do the podcast or like who's even listening. And then out of the blue, I'll get these like encouraging messages from people who found the podcast and enjoyed it uh, enough to send me like a private message. And man, that's really motivating more than I think the sender realizes. So we're going to see where the podcast goes. The value in it has really been the connection with the people that I call. I mean, real true forms of conversation with anglers, the majority of which I've never spoken to. I never knew them, never associated with ever until we got on the call. So a lot of these episodes are, are just very raw and real conversations, first-time conversations. Like me getting to know that person is very real and authentic. And then, I don't know, I think the big thing for me with all this, like in the day and age of texting and DMs and Instagramming, it seems like real genuine connections and conversations, they're becoming a lost art. I really feel like more anglers and outdoorsmen 
need to start fortifying this community through real conversation and networking, not just hashtags and emojis. So yes, I think the podcast will continue this year, but yes, there will absolutely be a short break in the action. Early 2024 is going to be busy for me on just personal endeavors and trips that I have scheduled for myself. So I think you know the first quarter of the year is going to be pretty cloudy for me and difficult to commit to getting the podcast going, but we'll see. I don't have timelines set right now. But new things for the year. I have loved writing, blogging, photos, and audio content, if you want to say that. But to really round out, I think, the Boundless Pursuit name and the website that I have, I mean, that's like my passion project. It's like new age scrapbooking. Like The website is something I do as like, I don't know, high-level journaling for myself. It's something I do it a lot to share for people, but I also do it because it's something fun for me to look back on like for myself. But the one thing that I've never done and never been able to commit to was video. I really want to get into like video material for the site. And so I anticipate this year more effort being poured into that than like continuing the video side of the podcast. Now, I don't know necessarily what that's going to look like, like making fishing videos, but it probably won't be like, I don't know, the vlogger style YouTuber fishing stuff that has like saturated the angling landscape because frankly, I don't feel comfortable presenting like that. I also simply cannot produce an absolute ton of material with a great amount of consistency. I just don't have the time. I don't get out that often. I get I get out twice a month, three times a month, sometimes at best. I mean, it's a skill that I admire in folks that produce videos. Uh, but I just I'd really have to condition my patience and my nerves or like temper them so that I can commit to videoing the experience rather than just living in it at all times. I always like go out and feel like I'm gonna video the the trip, you know, take all this video while I'm fishing. And then as soon as I get out there. I don't know. I just, uh, I'm gripping the rod a lot harder than I'm gripping a camera. I just, I have a hard time committing to videoing things. I will definitely continue writing though. I'll continue to blog. I I really want to put more of the written stuff out there as well. I didn't blog nearly enough in 2023. I think a lot of that's because I was pouring everything into the podcast, but I really like putting my thoughts down on paper or in writing. So we'll see where that goes. The, The website's going nowhere. The podcast will go through some little changes, but it'll be definitely taking a short break. But anyway, fishing-wise, man, 2023 was just spectacular. I think I called it early. I mean, the writing was just on the wall. It was not a year of like consistently getting out there and spending more hours. I actually think I did less fishing, but it was much more impactful trips. This was a year of quality over quantity for me. But it has been an absolute benchmark year for me as an angler. I mean, I managed to catch personal bests, bucket list species and experiences. I mean, five different species over 100 pounds. And while it maybe this wasn't one of those triple digit species, I finally caught my biggest bowfin at 13 and a half pounds. And you got to understand, I know that seems kind of small, kind of insignificant. And while this isn't a 300 pound Goliath grouper or a nine foot sturgeon, this is my fish. This is the fish that has characterized me as an angler since I first really began fishing. I have chased bowfin above all else for the last 24 years of my life. It is, has been, and always will be my favorite species to catch. So to catch my biggest ever was really special. I mean, I have probably caught nearly 
50 bowfin over 12 pounds over the years. So that teen mark has eluded me and plagued me and eaten away at me for a very long, long time. I mean, I've seen the fish. I've hooked and lost the fish. So to finally crack that mark was a major deal to me. And early in 2023, in March, I capitalized on a pretty spontaneous trip to Idaho. I had 40 hours of PTO time carried over, and I had it was one of those use it or lose it kind of situations. So I hopped on a plane and flew out to Idaho and met up with Steve Carroll and Josh Dolan, uh, both of which have been guests on the podcast. And uh, man, what, what an amazing experience. We managed to bring in several white sturgeon land-based, including one over nine feet long. I mean, this this was a major, major North American target for me. And I really think that all American anglers should experience an alligator gar and a white sturgeon at some point in their life. To me, those are like two non-negotiables. If you're a freshwater angler in the United States, it's inexcusable to deprive yourself that experience. But the big one for the year, I mean, the big trip was obviously the trip to the Amazon. I mean, my Lord. I won't go into another hour-long recap of that. I mean, you can find that solo episode elsewhere in the archives of the podcast, but this was simply the realization of a childhood dream. I mean, this was an interest and a dream of the Amazon that predates my interest in fishing. I mean, on a global scale, a trek to the Amazon centering around the pursuit of the largest freshwater fish on the planet or one of the largest freshwater fish, has been number one above all else, tackling the mighty Arapaima. I mean, that experience, holding that fish, there was a massive paradigm shift for me as an angler and the trajectory that I'm going with this whole thing. That was really a course-setting experience for me. And yet still, before the end of the year, I took another spontaneous opportunity that dropped into my lap and went chasing bluefin tuna in the Outer Banks. Now, this wasn't a species on the short list of my bucket list, but it was certainly one on like the global scale. It's just, it's one of those iconic fish that you want to see before you hang up the rods, so to speak. And going out there and not getting seasick was probably the biggest accomplishment for me, if you know my history. But uh, I mean, it was just, it was fantastic being able to lay eyes on one of these incredible sports species and feeling the raw power that they have. I don't know. I, I came away from that experience really wanting to revisit that one down the road. That was kind of like a long-range target, but I think it shuffled the deck a little bit and moved itself up the line because I have got to see one of those ones that's 700, 800 pounds. I mean, a fish of that caliber, it's astonishing, and it's just universally impressive. But that fish, the bluefin tuna, that pretty much rounded out what was an amazing year and like a tone-setting year. I think it's about setting tones, setting a tempo and keeping to it. Because I've just established this mindset in my angling that's very direct and target-focused at this point. And I really hope to carry that into this year. And there's already some major, major, amazing trips lining up right now as we speak. I'm just at this stage in fishing where I'm a little bit more content with fishing less if it means that I can fish something spectacular a couple of times. I do have a few potential trips in the works for 2024 and especially sensational ideas going all the way to 2026. That'll be the year that I turn 40 and I'm absolutely determined to knock out one massive, massive target in 2026. But 
I don't want to let the cat out of the bag on that one quite yet, but I've already begun the process of saving and budgeting just for that experience. But but this year, I think we'll see the pursuit of two of the world's largest catfish species. The wheels are already in motion for a trip to Suriname and a quick turnaround trip to Spain right now. And beyond that, I'll just stay ready for any other opportunities that spring up. It's a matter now of commitment. It's a matter of drawing hard lines and saying this will happen on X, Y, or Z date. And just being calculated, measured, and assured. Not simply dreaming of things and saying, I hope that one day. And right now, as ideas take form into tentative plans, more information will come out on that. We're going to see some really, really awesome fish this year, I think. But anyway, I really appreciate those who have followed the Balanced Pursuit podcast, the website, the blogs, those of you that are sporting some of the hats, shirts, and decals on the site. It's helped me at least break even with paying for some of the costs of running some of these things, the hosting fees, the website fees. But more than anything, I just I hope everyone who listens is just following suit, staying focused on the experience and not the potential tangible gains. Just stay on your path. Here's to 2024 and continued pursuit of the next adventure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Boundless Pursuit. Tune in each week as we bring stories and insight from uniquely talented anglers and outdoorsmen. And if you enjoyed this show, I want to hear from you. Be sure to leave a five-star review as this is going to drive the growth and exposure of this show. And if you have feedback or guest suggestions, I would love to hear from you. And you can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com. For all other collections of media and contact information, please visit www.boundless-pursuit.com. 